Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Today was supposed to be the day migrants staying in city-run shelters had to be out, but city officials extended that 60-day deadline for the second time due to the snow and frigid temperatures that we've been experiencing. Now, this comes as city officials plan to focus on out-migration and resettlement efforts to free up space in city-run shelters. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. A strategy the city has pursued is the Unity Initiative, a collaboration between the city and faith communities in our area to provide temporary housing to some migrants. And we checked in with one faith leader, Jonathan De La O, about his participation in the program. Jonathan's the pastor at Starting Point Community Church in the Belmont Cragen neighborhood. And he first tells us about his reaction to city officials extending shelter stays for the second time. It's a good thing because we're afraid that families... We're talking about children, families are going to be, you know, kicked out to the streets. And that's that's a concern for everybody. Um, And so um, on on the personal level, like I get we have contact with people that are living in the shelters and they're messaging me through WhatsApp saying, Pastor, um, I have to leave by the 22nd, by the Mm -hmm. 23rd. Um, Do you know where I can go? And I'm like, I I, I don't I don't know at the moment. I don't know. And so. Mm. Um, it has been it has been very scary to think about. Wow, scary, and, and it sounds like it's just creating a lot of confusion for for people. Uh, I mean, that's a lot, right? Yeah. They're facing this looming deadline, and it's ever changing. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I like um, I know that they've been pushing it back. You know, some of the eviction notices that I've been receiving, like they'll be taking pictures of them. And you can see the deadline, like you have to leave by this date. Yeah. And they're and they're asking. I I got um, <laughs> I got a recording from one of them, at, talking to somebody from the shelters, and asking like, well, what's going to happen? Like, where do we go? And that's been the prevailing question. So what what happens to these individuals that the time is up, which is understandable. Yeah. I, I get it. Sixty days is a good amount of time. However, like given of the system and and everything that's happening, you know, it's hard to find jobs. And then it's hard to find a place of living, a place to stay. And so mm-hmm. um, February 1st is what they're, what they're saying now. And, and we'll, you know, we got to see what happens then. So you're, say, you're saying 60 days, it, it feels like a good amount of time, it, it, generally. Um, but I remember the last time we talked, uh, we were looking ahead. We were trying to prepare for it to get cold. Right. Here we are. The yeah. temperatures have dropped. We've seen a lot of snow. I mean, how have the new arrivals been dealing with that? Yeah, not, temperatures? I mean, the ones that I've met and talked to, not so well. I mean, as you can imagine, right? They're not used to this type of weather. Yeah, last week was below zero weather, and the, you know, the guys living at the at, at the at the church and people coming from the shelters are like, Pastor, it's it's it's, it's really cold, and I'm like, you yeah. got to be careful out there. And you know, it's all about when they get to the landing zones or places when they get here. Uh, volunteers, you know, and, and new life centers, you know, uh, come together and, and give coats and, and all these, uh, winter item, winter clothing. Right. And just kind of tell them, hey, be careful out there. And at the moment, like, because it's cold, there's not a lot of work. You know, there's yeah. a lot of, not a lot of work out there. Before you were connecting folks, uh, at police stations, right? right. And, and now that police stations aren't being used as these entry points anymore, 
what's that been like? How, how has it been to provide resources now? Yeah, so that, that's a great question because uh, when the police stations were decompressed, which was good because um, we didn't want to we didn't we didn't want to see that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think anybody did. Uh, and they were going to shelters. And so we 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 shifted our, our focus to meeting people at the shelters. Now, we can't go in. Right. But there's always people around or outside connections, guys that are that we know we have relationships with that we had relationships with at police stations are now in contact with us. They pass through, you know, you can drive by this street. And so we're dropping off resources there, food, clothing, all, all sorts of all sorts of items to do. The one closest to us is the 1305 uh, North Elston shelter. Yeah, and and I know that, um, as you mentioned, you've been out at the landing zone and, and warming buses. I mean, are they effective in your view? Um, I haven't personally been to, like, the landing zone area. But from what I hear, being run by New Life Centers, uh, they, they it's a huge warehouse, and they're operating well from what I understand. Um, what's been happening since there's no, they're not letting people stay at the police station. So this would happen to me recently. Yeah. Um, I, somebody came in and they're like, pastor, where do I go? I was like, I guess you go to a shelter. So I try to drop them off at a shelter at the shelter says, no, no, you have to process them. They have to go to D 12 district 12. So I took the gentleman at district 12 and they said, okay, they're going to wait here and they're going to take them to a shelter that has space. Yeah. That's what, that's what I thought. That's what I, you know, that's what everyone believed. Um, we we recommend that for somebody else, and that individual called us a few hours later saying, "Hey, they never took us to a shelter." Mm. And I was like, "Oh, I was, I was like, well, where did they take you?" And they they took them to a bus, and there was a a, a period they stopped now because of the cold weather, where about eight CTA buses were by the Greyhound station, and there was about thirty to forty people per in each in each 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 of those buses, and so we went we were trying to go over there and you know pass out resources too, but just mm. to think that. There's no place to plug in your 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 you know your cable for your phone to charge so you can communicate with your family. Right. You're sitting the whole time. There's no sh- obviously there's no sh- it's just it's just And you you've gotten text messages I'm hearing from folks yes. um getting eviction notices despite the extension? Uh no, no. So when 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 they sent me the eviction notices that about a week or two ago, um I was like, "Well, let me look into this." And then okay. I started seeing articles coming out like two-day extensions or three-day extensions. And I said, hey, ask them there um, what kind of, you know, plan they have in place. And then the February 1st came out. I see. And no one said anything to me yet of the families that have reached out. How did they find placement in your church, first of all? Yeah, so we started back in, in May 2023, and it was just the relationships. You were doing this before the Unity Initiative yes, correct, came about. Yeah. Um, we just started forming relationships with people at the station. And you, you just get a feel, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you seem like a solid guy, you know, a solid person that, that wants to work, that wants to do well. And so we invite them to to stay with us. Now, the, the thing with that, you know, we, we pull them out of the, the system. So we have to tell them, like, hey, listen, that three to six month government funding of free rent or a help rent, that's that we're not part of that. And so are you okay with that? And so they'll come in and they agree with it. And and so, yeah, we've had guys um, since since May. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, we've we've we have 21 people staying at the at the church and currently currently and we transitioned 26 to their own apartment so far mm-hmm. tell me more about the the 21 that uh, you know some of them uh, yeah. that are staying there. what are their stories where did they come oh, from man. yeah <laughs> uh, I mean most of them are from Venezuela okay and they talk talk to me about their 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 adventure their journey over 
crossing the jungle of Darien in Colombia, riding on the beast in Mexico, this long, um, you know, train that keeps moving. Uh, you're there for days. Uh, you have to sleep on air. You have to be careful mm -hmm. because you can fall. Um, um, wow. They talked to me about that, you know, food is, is tossed in bags, wrapped bags from neighboring uh, towns in the middle of the night sometimes. And they'll like toss them and they don't even know who it's, they're getting food from. But they're getting food on their uh, on their way up on this train. And then they get they, they submit themselves to uh, they give themselves up to immigration once they get the border. And they're in this like place called the cooler, the freezer. I'm sorry, the freezer. And it's a it's a room kind of similar to right here. It's just white, bright. Mm -hmm. and packed, packed. Is that a nickname that they've given it? Yeah, La Yelera, the freezer, the freezer because, it's, because cold. it's cold. Yeah, it's cold. Wow. And then um, and then they're they're flown and bust out. And uh, right now, just recently, this weekend, someone called me and said, Pastor, we just got someone who came into the suburb. Um, he's been separated from their his child at the border. How do we get them reconnected? I'm like, I, I, I mean, give me the names. We'll see what we can do. So our families are displaced. You know, and they, they see all sorts of things in, in that trek over. What are the needs of the men in your church right now? Jobs. They need jobs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's How are a, you are you trying to help to well, get that process going the, as far as permits? Yeah. I, well, the, the, there's a TPS, right? Yeah. Temporary work permit. Uh, it's going to help them in the long run. Right. However, and we. Once that rolled out, we're like, let's let's go for it. Let's find out how to how to how to get this for you guys. They want to work. They just want to work, and and the process is long. They're asking for documentations mm -hmm. that some of them don't have. They're at you know once you get that, those documentations, it's you have to be processed. Uh, you have to pay for it. So they they're trying to work to get money, but then it's like a catch twenty two because mm -hmm. they don't have they don't have the they cash. Have the money to pay for what they need. Absolutely. And I think right now the last number that I saw, I think one percent of all the immigrants, almost close to thirty thousand, have received their have been approved for their TPS. Wow! Has the city helped uh, provide any other wraparound services like medical care, for instance, um, for those uh, that are staying with you? Uh, no, the city, no, no, not with our guys. Um, with the Unity Initiative, uh, there's autonomy, so it's like you have to, you know, figure out the social services that you want to provide. Um, so if someone staying at your church right now has a medical condition that right. needs attention, yeah, so what is we, that your responsibility? Yes, yes, correct. And so what the Unity Initiative has done was it has been able to create funds in order for us to staff people, in order for those staff people to find and connect our guys to those different resources. Mm. So the Unity Initiative was super helpful for us because we staffed, we staffed two individuals, uh, one to do social services, one to be an assistant. And then I got these people, you know, looking up the nearest nearest uh, agency, staff agencies, what clinics to go to, applying for Medicaid, link cards. I see. Like that. Goodness. Um, I mentioned that the city's extended that shelter stay limit two times at this point. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it is coming up. February 1st is a lot closer than, than we think. Will the people that are staying in your church need to abide by that? Like, is that yeah. February 1st a concern for you at all? No, no. Um, you know, we appreciate the, the city as far as putting the word out for people to want to donate and get involved in this way. We appreciate that. That's that's great. That's been awesome. Um, however, since there's no direct um, 
influence or or help since since we started the new unity initiative we i i feel i can't speak on behalf of everyone else but i feel that um those rules we try to follow alongside of them but i think there's flexibility for for us i mean we know we know these guys um you know we have transitioned people out um during this 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 the 60 day period that we 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 launched but um I think there's grace in 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 doing this. And I know that uh, two weeks ago, a man that's staying at your church was able to reunite with his yeah. family. Can you tell us more? Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, this gentleman moved out in in October. He moved out with three other guys that were staying on site. Uh, so, and then I he he messaged me and I said, "Hey, how's it going?" And he's like, "Good." And he sends me a picture of him and his son. Oh, and I was wow. like, "Whoa, when did that?" And he said, two weeks ago they came, and so they received them. So. Uh, you know, when I say 26 have transitioned out, you know, that number might grow because they're receiving their, their families. You know, they, they've, they've come in. Yeah. You're doing a lot to, to, to house these migrants, right? I mean, are you doing much when it comes to spiritual guidance for them? Yeah, too? Oh my gosh. Thank you for asking that. Uh, so like how that, much, how much pastoring do you yeah, get? Yeah. To yeah. So, so that, then I tell the guys that too, like what we're doing here, like that's an extension of, of the calling that the, that God has placed over me. You know, I'm first and foremost pastor, so I have guys who, who sit down and, and cry, and, you know, and, and we dialogue and we pray together. Um, and we never force people to come to church. You know, I don't think that's the, the right way to do things, but they'll come, you know, and people from the shelter, they want to come. You know, faith and their spiritual walk is important for a lot of Latin Americans. And so we provide the means for them to come. And so you see people, you know, coming to church, asking for prayer wanting to talk Mm -hmm. and it's been it's been a a really neat experience just to see that part of it it's been a safe space oh absolutely absolutely we'll leave it there that's reverend uh, jonathan dilla o of starting point community church that's one of several churches taking part in the city's unity initiative to temporarily house those who are seeking asylum thank you again pastor absolutely thank you That episode was produced by Landon Jones and edited by Linnea Dominic and Maha Ahmed. For more of our coverage on the migrant crisis, head over to wbez.org slash reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk again tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.